You are now listening to an all-new episode of Bubble Bath Stories with your hosts, Nikki Trends and Manny Oso. Hey, you guys, this is Nikki Trends from Bubble Bath Stories, and I bet you're always wondering, how are we able to come up with stories for our show? We have a little secret weapon, Flipboard.com. Flipboard curates the world's stories so you can be smarter in your work, life, and play. Choose from thousands of topics to personalize Flipboard and get the latest stories from the best publishers and experts delivered to you 24-7. So get started now at Flipboard.com. Hello. Hello. No, what was that? Chicka, chicka, chicka. chicka that, was, that was my DJ voice. Chicka, yeah. chicka, yeah. yeah. DJ, are you going to be touring chicka, chicka, chicka. with NSYNC? All day. Oh, she's going to put all the best Okay, mixes. okay. Oh, my God. Imagine, if you will. Close your eyes. Everyone, close your eyes. Eyes are closed. Imagine NSYNC. Uh-huh. Backstreet Boys. Oh, my gosh. With a side of. Yeah. Are you ready for it? Fucking Spice Girls. I'm pretty sure that would be the end of the world concert. Also, you know how expensive those tickets would be? Yeah, they would still sell out in seconds. Yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bubble Bath Stories. Uh, everybody's been talking about that, so we just had to give you our little two cents on it. Chicka, chicka, yeah. I think that's going to be a new thing. Yeah, it's going to be a new thing. All right, cool. I uh, hope you guys are in for a good little combo because Nikki over here found us a quite the story to talk about. Yes. While we were on vacay, which seems so long ago, I came across this article about this woman who opened up a Chinese restaurant in New York. Really? Yeah. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, no, not at all. Unless you advertise that this Chinese restaurant is quote-unquote clean. Oh. What? What? Yeah. Here's a little backstory. Okay. So this super white woman mm-hmm. who lives in Manhattan decided she was going to open up a Chinese restaurant. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Strike one, you're not even Chinese? Is no. this Seinfeld? No. Oh, yeah, right? What was her name? Yeah. <laughs> Margaret Cho. <laughs> yeah. Margaret Cho is like the comedian. Oh, what was it? It was like Chang. Donna Chang. Donna Chang. It was short for Changstein. <laughs> Well, well, Ariel Haspel decided that she was going to open up a Chinese restaurant in Manhattan called Lucky Lee's. Lucky Lee's. And I bet you're thinking, who the fuck is Lee? Well, oh, so she's married to an Asian guy. No, that's the name of her other super white husband. So Lee isn't even L-I. <laughs> no, he's L-E-E, and he's not so lucky. So Haspel decided to open up a New York City Chinese restaurant um, called Lucky Lee's. Uh-huh. And um, it was marketed as clean Chinese cuisine. Wow. Now, I don't know about you, but in that last sentence, I could just tell you all the things that are wrong with it. I mean, for real, because I remember when she was mentioning this story, that clean Chinese food tag. I mean, we all have our jokes, but you don't go actually advertising that a culture has dirty food. No, not at all. Also, um, as a New Yorker, I would never go to a Chinese restaurant in Manhattan. Like, I feel all the best Chinese spots are hole-in-the-walls in neighborhoods. Oh, definitely. I would, like, never go to a fancy Chinese restaurant. I think the fanciest Asian restaurant I've ever been to was, like, Hibachi. <laughs> oh, yeah. P.F. Like... Yeah. Chase. I think the P stands for Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? I That's a whole other story we won't get into. Anyway, so, um, 
this is how Ariel explains it. Clean is supposed to represent this whole diet fat of clean eating. Okay. And that's what she was trying to advertise. And so what her intention was was to create a space where her and her sen- her food sensitive friends and people like them can actually go to enjoy Chinese food without having to worry about well, you know, whatever it is that food sensitive people worry about. I have no idea. I'm assuming is like gluten kind of stuff. Probably. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of soy I guess soy sauce has that in it. Yeah. And so um you know the other thing that she was getting backlash for is because she's taking these Chinese American Chinese recipes like let's say what's that thing that you always order general south the most american chinese food there is so it, things like that so she'll take um she what did she do she wrote this post that actually was deleted yeah chinese food is usually doused in brown sauces and makes your eyes puffy she legit fucking wrote that in the internet sphere oh, um wow. And she also said that the menu is for people who love to eat Chinese food, but won't, you know, um, but it'll actually make them feel good. Yeah. And I get that. There are some, like, we were just talking about this yesterday. I am cutting uh, rice out of my diet because when I do eat um, pork fried rice and the bowl and spare ribs, I get so full and I just... I'm a big blob. And the truth is, if you don't go running a mile after eating a bunch of rice, it's just going to sit there in your butt belly. Right. So she has things like high-lo-main, which is basically supposed to be not too oily or too salty. <laughs> all right. So here's the thing. Like, you go into the grocery stores, and there's all these vegetable alternatives right now because everybody's trying to eat much more healthy. Right. And you see zucchini noodles. You see carrot noodles. You see squash noodles. You see all these different noodles. You know, there's nothing on there. Like, nobody's attacking the Asian community, though. Like, those kind of advertisements that you hear from this, from Donna Chang's restaurant. Yeah, word. (laughs) That's her new name, by the way. Donna Changstein. (laughs) These, these, this advertisement is like an attack on the culture almost. Absolutely. And, and you know, it's very imperialistic too. Well, here's the thing. So food writer Kathy Airway notes that Lucky is very synonymous with something awful. So Lucky Cricket, which is a restaurant that a famous chef opened in like Minnesota, actually t- like basically they say borrowed, but I'm going to say stole two dishes from Chinese restaurants, one in, that's from Queens uh-huh. and one from Virginia. And the whole aura of the restaurant is Hawaiian themed. Like, it is tiki central up in that bitch. And it's supposed to be a Chinese restaurant. Um, She also notes your best friend, Gordon Ramsay, yeah. is a part of the problem. He is opening up a restaurant called Lucky Cat. What the fuck? Um, and it's an authentic Asian restaurant with no Asian chef. Now, see, that, um, Gordon Ramsay's a whole different subject because that guy goes to any kind of culture and says, hey, I'm going to do your food better than you. He's built a whole reputation and a whole career on that. And that's and that's fine for you to be cocky because yeah. that is your profession. You're supposed to know all angles of it. However, how, how can you open up an authentic Asian restaurant with no fucking Asian chef? And I will also say, yeah, he's, he doesn't have an Asian chef. He doesn't have that. I get that. But I will say that at least Gordon Ramsay is 
is sympathetic to I, the culture. I disagree. I don't know, because he, he'll even tell people, like, you're doing that wrong. This is how I, they, the people I, do it. I disagree. Okay. Because I think well, how he is on camera and how you are off camera and how you conduct your everyday business yeah. are two different things. Oh, definitely. This right here is not very... I just... How could you think that you can make traditional Asian food better than a fucking traditional Asian person who knows the culture? And I'm not saying... Listen, the Chinese restaurants that are here in the States are Chinese American recipes yeah. that were made for, um, I think back in the sixties mm-hmm. was to help assimilate the Asian, um, Chinese immigrants that were here so that Americans would like their food. So they would have profitable businesses. Wait, yes. That so if you go to China, that's not the fucking food. Like, what you eat here is not what you're going to eat there. Yeah, and that's even order... like in Mexico, right? Like yeah. who, you even said it yourself we, when we were on vacation. What did you say? Uh, we, we were on vacation. I said white people can't make tacos. We tried finding them. And, <laughs> yo, because let me tell you, I mean, you, you're on something here, too. Because I, I love white people because they make the movies that I like. Let's just, let's just face it. Because we're going to talk about that in a second. Good. We're going to talk about that in a second. But the fact is, when it comes to the food, like, I don't think they've ever actually made anything that's theirs. What, hamburgers? From yeah. Germany. Okay. But what? Pizza Italian. Uh, they also, messed up tacos for us because they, <laughs> they put up Taco Bell. Don't know white person know about 11 herbs and spices for KFC. <laughs> All they know about is salt and pepper. I mean, even McDonald's. Ray Kroc stole that from another white person. Ugh, that movie was so sad. Check out the founder. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. And also, it's a lot of ethnic people that are working in the fucking kitchen. It's not even like... I'm just wondering, this lady, man, like, did, did her and her husband, they... Like, nobody was on the table like, hey, uh, you guys, and I don't think you should call it that. This is why I feel that it's very important like your investments to diversify your friendships because they're definitely had they diversified their friendships somebody could have been like girlfriend i don't think you should say that because here's the thing they did interview people who ate at the restaurant okay and there were asian people there who were like the food's great i don't see anything wrong with it however the marketing is what's really fucked up well i mean i'm sure any professional marketing person would know. have told them something though uh have if we have to take a look into the history of bad advertisements oh, i right. think it's safe to say no well, hey. nobody would have said anything but you know it's also this whole thing about clean eating and this is what i found interesting in the article they're saying that clean eating can be seen as tone deaf about cultural appropriation and race okay. because basically what you're doing is tweaking non-western cuisine for healthy versions implying that they're superior yeah. to the original ethnic foods so when you replace their lo mein noodles with your zucchini noodles and saying that it's clean eating or you're insulting the chinese the chinese uh, culture the chinese yeah. culture the chinese recipe and it's also just when you say, oh, Chinese food is just usually loaded with brown sauce. Like, Honestly, what? that's saying clean eating that is not dirty, like, that's just even... It's just bad wording. Into, yeah, it's bad <laughs> wording because it's throwing into the stereotype that people, that Chinese restaurants have to deal with when everybody makes these jokes about cooking cats, you know? So, well, again, why Gordon Ramsay decided to call his restaurant Lucky Cat. Yeah, Let's right. fucking think about that for it. Anyway, we want to know what you guys say. Is there such a thing as cultural appropriation when it actually comes to people opening up different kind of restaurant, ethnic restaurants? Yeah. Who... It, are other cultures, should they be 
allowed to open up that kind of stuff. You know? Let us know. I definitely want to know what you guys think. When we decided to do a podcast, we were so amped. Then we started doing some research. And boy, were we overwhelmed. A million different host websites. Which mic? When the hell would I have time to learn an editing software? Then, boom, we found Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing, and monetizing your podcast. And best of all, it is free. We literally use everything the site has to offer, from intro music to distribution to even making money from sponsorships. So, don't get discouraged. Go to anchor.fm slash start and start that podcast you always wanted to. Um, however, depending when you're listening to this, you may or may not have gone to see Endgame. Oh, God. We're not here to talk about that movie. What we are here to talk about is how difficult it was to find the right tickets, and I'm dragging Nicole to an 8 a.m. showing. On a Sunday. Let me tell you guys in, something. On 42nd Street in Times Square. And mm. if, if you've never been to New York, it's terrible. Times Square, I, if anybody ever was like, I want to visit New York. What's the best place? I would never say Times Square. And the fact that I worked there and he decided that an 8 a.m. showing on a Sunday across the street from my job was such a great idea. You know. He hates me, guys. You know, <laughs> you know months ago, months ago. Nicole came up to this article, and it just got us talking about how um, certain certain couples, you may not know how they communicate, but they have their own little ways of communicating. Hashtag love language. Yes, that's exactly what I'm getting at. And the fact that Nicole is willing to go see an 8 a.m., three-hour movie with me in the city, in a smack dab in the middle of the city, that's hashtag love language there. And let me tell you guys something. I got my own love language because I got something I don't like doing. But I do it for her, you know? Wait, what the hell is that? Well, I mean, like, there's some times where you tell me, oh, can you please make me the smoothie? Your blender sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so it takes me a few well, minutes whatever, to make a smoothie. If you're... Oh, no, no, no. Hashtag love language. Oh, whatever. I still do it. It's not a three-hour movie. Okay, okay. And here's where I'm going to take accountability because that's the new Nikki. Taking accountability. When he was asking me, he wanted to buy tickets for Friday at 11 p.m. And I said, what are you, fucking crazy? The movie's three hours long. We wouldn't get home till like, 5 in the morning because, of course, none of the trains would work. And then I'm like, I get out of work at 6. What the fuck are we doing for five hours? No way. I said, how about this? Why don't you get the first showing on a Sunday and, and we'll go. Yeah. What I was suggesting when I said Sunday was a movie theater around our house where we could just take a quick little uber to however this one over here likes the new reclining seats which are only in certain theaters so in my head i thought to myself that's what she wanted and i did it didn't even ask her a question now we're going to a sunday 8 a.m movie in the middle of the city but also i only like those reclining things chairs or whatever during normal people movie watching hours at 8 a.m i don't give a fuck where i am first of all i'm still questioning why the fuck i'm at the movies at 8 a.m it's a three fucking hour movie you guys listen he obviously hates me but i'm gonna do this because i fucked up by not clearly stating what movie theater to look at so i bought this upon myself i am excited to go see it yeah um 
I'm I'm just excited to see it because of all the hype that's happening. There's so much glow up with this movie. Like anyone a part of it is just super amazing. But I'm sure you're gonna get to talk about that on your podcast into the Marvel. We'll get we'll get all over that. Um, But the other thing too that I think is crazy is the fact that it was so tough to find tickets in the right situation. You know, right? Two seats together that aren't all the way in the front that aren't all the way over to the side. Like. I mean, it's something I expected, but man, the entire world really is waiting on this, you know? So, we're very excited, and we'll definitely give you a very vague criticism of it after we watch it. So, be sure to check it out check on Check it out on IG. our page, yeah, on our IG and on our Facebook. We're going to be putting some stuff up on there. And I actually want to know, if you're going to go see that film, are you going to take place in the Endgame Challenge? Can you hold in onto your piss break? For three hours. I hate him so much, you guys. But we're so excited. We're back in action. Everything's going great. We cannot wait to hear what you guys think about Donna Chang's. Uh, <laughs> New restaurant. <laughs> I, I don't even know if it's going to stay open for business. And we want to know what you are excited about most when it comes to um, the Avengers Endgame. And if you can actually hold your pee in for the whole three hours and two minutes, good sir. Three hours, two minutes. Be sure to follow our pages on IG and Facebook at Bubble Bath Stories. And make sure to follow us personally. You can find me on Instagram at Got No Time For This. And you can follow me on Instagram at Nikki Trends. You guys give us another listen. We Bye. miss you. Bye.